Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of What's the Line Friday Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Meticulous Mark P. Back with my guy, Mike Curry, once again. And uh, he'll get more into some details of these games. Let me give a quick overview. Uh, Philly won last night. Once again, they're up 3-0. I don't see Philly winning this next game. Uh, so they play, it's going to be game four in Brooklyn. Brooklyn played their best effort here, uh, coaching-wise or whatever. Um, a lot of uh, just opportunities to score, um, not trying to go at Embiid, which was pretty stupid the first couple games. But um, they play they play really well. Embiid is a struggle in this series because they double him every time, and they throw different looks at him, and they confuse him a little bit. I mean, he still had a double-double, but I think in game four, it's the exact spot you want to fade uh, Philly. They're up 3-0, fat and happy. Uh, you know, Embiid is taking all these falls and stuff like that in his last game. So I'm looking to play Brooklyn in game four, back against the wall. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pride on the line. Maybe we see a Patty Mills or something like that. I doubt it. But, you know, I, I just wanted to point that out. So, but shout out to the 76ers. James Harden got ejected, but uh, Embiid probably should have. But they're up 3-0. Another thing I wanted to just note is the Warriors. Um, you know, I know Mike's going to really get into that Clippers game, so I'll leave that with him. Um, shout out to Katie. Got that 28, had over 27 and a half. But, um, yeah, the the Warriors, I mean, definitely a good win. Uh, game three have to show up in that one. But what I was looking at was um, Jermichael Green. Like, yo, bro, this has got to be it for Jermichael Green. Because when he was in that game, he was getting taken advantage of. Um, shout out to Russell Westbrook, all of those things. And I'm going to let Mike Curry talk to you guys. And I'll be back with the best bet and some TV talk. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Your favorite duo is back once again. Happy Friday to everyone. Uh, let's go ahead and recap last night's games, man. So we had three games. I'm kind of mad that, you know, I'm not I'm not really mad, but, like, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people mad about, uh, you know, the fact that the Warriors and Suns game kind of came on around the same time. Well, guys, they're West Coast series. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. But, I mean, I guess they could have evened the schedule out a little bit. But, you know, it's all good. Uh, first game, we had the Sixers and the Nets, man. Uh, final score in this one, 102 to 97. I think Brooklyn is on their way to get swept. Um, Spread-wise, if you got it at the five, it was a push. I know uh, I saw some four and a halves out there, but uh, this line pushed. Brooklyn actually showed some fight for once, so I guess congratulations to them for finally showing up, but this team just isn't very good. Um, you know, I do like some of their players, but they just they're just not even good. And this was on a night where, you know, several crazy things happened. Um, it was a lot of chippiness in this game. Harden got ejected. Um, it was just a little different, man. B, you know, some think he should have got injected. It's just a lot. It's just a lot, man. But um, uh, I will say the la the guy who's been balling the last couple of games been the most consistent is Tyrese Maxey. Um, he had a 30-piece in game two and followed that up with 25 in game three. Shout out to him. Harden had a nice bounce-back game uh, up until getting ejected. Um, but, yeah. Uh, this series is going to be short and sweet, just how I anticipated. Final score, 102-97. Next game, Warriors, Kings. Uh, this game, I'm not going to lie, it went exactly how I thought it was going to go, and it was built into the line. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, you got to pay attention to the line and, and, you know, get to know what the line says. And in this particular instance, Golden, listen, Golden State, was favored by six after losing both games, one and two. Obviously, we know they suck on the road, but though both of those spreads were around pick'em. I think game two 
uh, Golden State closed at minus two. But anyways, they lose that game, and they're laying six at home. You guys got to focus on that. I, and I, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I think the Kings might sweep them. I, I know, I know stuff like that gets said. But... Ladies and gentlemen, the Golden State Warriors covered the first quarter, first half, and full game. We call that the trifecta, the trifecta, spat, uh, trifecta spot um, for the night for the Warriors. Uh, Steph had 36. Uh, Kavon Looney, monster game, especially on the boards. It almost had a double-double in a weird way. 20 rebounds and 9 assists. You don't see that from Kavon Looney. Um, shout out to him, man. Been one of those constant players in the Warriors system, man. Like doesn't get enough love, but he's he's a he's a pretty good player in his role. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, Steph 36, um, Wiggins 20, 20 boards for Looney. Um, nobody else really did too much. You know, Poole did a little bit, but yeah, kind of expected the Kings to drop this game uh, because I I didn't want to overreact. Sacramento won the first two games. People think the series over. Guys, let's dig deep. Let's let's deep dive that. Both of those games were kind of close. And all Sacramento did was control home court. If you think about it, they did their job. So now it's time for the Warriors to do their job and tie this thing up. Warriors only need to steal one to get back in the series. And uh, my original prediction was Warriors in seven. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, moving on to the nightcap. Suns, Clippers. Um... This one closed at seven and a half because of the Kawhi Leonard news. Some some news that caught everybody off guard, myself included. And um, he's out with a knee injury. Apparently, he um, aggravated it in game one, played through it in game two, and set out a game three. Um, but this Clippers team, like I said, this is why you know I never ruled them out of this series because even though they lost, um, they still had contributions from a plethora of guys. Norman Powell, 42 points. Um, he had more points than minutes. That's impressive. We played 41 minutes. Um, off the bench, Bones Highland, 20 points. Terrence Mann, 10. Um, Russell Westbrook um, had a vintage game. 30 points, 12 assists, 8 rebounds. It's been a while since we've seen that. This Clippers team is tough. They're well coached. I think they're the um, better coached team in the series. And they had a chance in this one, man. They have fighters chance. Uh, shout out to Devin Booker um, with another monster game. Finishing this one with 45. Um, KD chipped in with 28. Um, but I, I look out for these minutes that these guys are playing, man. They're playing some heavy minutes. They're playing damn near the whole game. Devin Booker, 45 minutes. Only 48 minutes in a game, but, man, at least he was balling. 45 points for 45 minutes. But, hey, um, I think that's something to keep an eye on going forward. Um, let's move on to tonight's games, the Friday games. Um, we got the Celtics and Hawks. Um, Celtics land five in Atlanta. Cavs, Knicks. Knicks are favored by one and a half at the house in Madison Square Garden. I think that place is going to be rocking. And Denver is minus two and a half uh, on the road in Minnesota. For the Celtics game, I think, I don't know. It's always tough. Role players can contribute at home and they can show up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some guys showed up. Um, I also saw um, Trey Young's grandfather died and he tweeted about that. He might, hey man, maybe take some Trey Young props. He might ball out and represent um, for the family. Um, I think it's telling that um, this, this spread is only fine. I know Atlanta's at home, um, but, you know, Celtics kind of smacked them up in both games. I don't Huh, it might be too easy if I say Celtics. I'm going to lean Atlanta in this one. Show some pride. <laughs> um, next game, the Cavs-Knicks game. 
I lean with the Knicks at home. Um, they took care of business, forcing the split in Cleveland. Um, I think Madison Square Garden is going to be rocking. I think Donovan Mitchell, he's going to show up though for the Cavs. Um, you know, New York kid. I just, I just, I think this game is going to be amazing though. I don't have any plays um for any of these games, but I lean with the Knicks. Um, in a nightcap, I actually it's crazy. Is it? It's kind of kind of lean with the Timberwolves catching the two and a half. It's weird. I didn't expect that line to be the line, but uh, leading Timberwolves here. Um, I haven't watched a single game of that series. Not even gonna lie to you. All right, before we get into the TV part of the podcast, let me give a best bet. We are going to take the Cleveland Cavs, New York Knicks under two eleven and a half. You might can get two twelve at some places. I don't see it. I only see two eleven and a half, so that's the official number. We're gonna go under that number uh, when the first two games of a series goes under the the total. Uh, it's it's usually like you know not due to the market betting. It's usually just a fundamental thing. Um, so 50, about fifty nine percent the games three also goes under. So we're gonna take the under two eleven and a half. That is my best bet. And now let's talk some snowfall. All right, for me, uh, snowfall was a lot of things. Um, I started watching. Uh, I guess when it came out, shout out to Papa Keese. Um, and we just kind of wanted to give a review. Obviously, it's just come to an end. John um, Singleton, all the good stuff. This this show was incredible. This show uh, was a little different from the standpoint. Season one, episode three, something happened that had me like, whoa. Literally, like, in my seat, like, watching on TV, like, kind of like, like, kind of shook. Like, I've never felt that way about any television show. I mean... Maybe if I watch it now five years later and see it as, a, you know, growing a little more of a, a man or something, you know, I don't, I don't know. But that, that scene had me shook. And that's when I was really like, oh, this show's a little different. And it went through a lot of great experiences, ups and downs. Um, Franklin Saint was obviously the main character. Uh, eventually, I could not stand Franklin Saint. Uh, he went through a lot at the beginning of the show. You rooted, I rooted for him hard. Um, you went for him crazy, but um, you know, eventually, he just started doing people so dirty. And you know, you got the the wires of the world where like Avon Barksdale's and um, you know the Omars or the um, uh, you know who am I thinking of right now? Oh. Um, Everybody uses his name. Um, it just Elba's character, um, Stringer Bell. I'm sorry, Stringer Bell. You know these guys. They all had like a, a certain like level of like you know law to them, right? Like you you don't do X Y Z. I remember the the whole Baltimore thing, right? You don't you don't shoot at a man on Sunday. Like Sunday mornings are like for the people. Like nobody. So. Franklin Saint just like eventually like lost all coof. Like I had no respect for him towards the end of the the show, and obviously spoiler alert. Don't don't listen anymore if you're listening to this. But spoiler alert: Franklin Saint just basically turns into a bum. Like, he loses everything. People take from him all of this stuff, um, and eventually just turns into a bum walking around drunk, talking about yeah, I used to work for the CIA selling them cocaine and stuff like that, and like. It, I thought it was a, a pretty good ending considering all that. Um, the last two seasons were not good to me, five and six. Probably peaked at season four, this show did. That's around the time um, John Singleton passed. But some of the shots, I was watching back of some of the sh- um, earlier uh, episodes and some of the shots and the music and the like feel, like it really felt like just different, like Cali, Cali, early 80s. Um, and then as you start to see develop into the like later 80s, the crack, the crime, 
the gangs, all of that. Um, so it was a really good show. I really did appreciate it. Rest in peace, man, boy. By far my favorite character on the show. Um, he's pretty a pretty loyal character at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Franklin Sane just really became a bad person. I think he kind of, not kind of, he got what he deserved. I mean, he probably should have got worse than that. But when you think about what he did from, uh, you know, killing his friend Kevin in season two, um, obviously he got locked up behind that, gets out, um, and, um, you know, it, it just starts over and over the whole, um, he moved those people out of their, uh, I believe they had like a, a library, um, in the community. He made, he made those people move out by tricking them, he shot the police officer, killed him. Um, well, I guess that's not really on my list, but he was snitching and trying to get Scully bagged up when he was afraid of Scully. Um, you know, he obviously worked for the CIA. He was working for the feds. <sighs> He, you know, he knew about it. Um, I just, I just really did not like this character after a while. Um, towards the end of the show, he's just calling his mother out her name, crazy, putting his hands on his uh, fiance. Um, I, it just really, he, he was a, he was a bad man, and really got all the things that he deserved. But you know. Plus a little more, um, probably just got to got to live with it. But I thought it was interesting at the very end of the show how like he was walking back and had to like um, he was going into the same liquor store that he he was working in in season one. It's a full circle moment. They also like walk by where people are, like filming a movie. It's 1990. That movie happens to be Boys in the Hood, and it, it was really full circle. So I love the full circle moments at the end. The last episode was good. I will give them that. It was, the last episode was nice. The last two seasons were not. Overall, the show was a classic. Um, I would definitely be watching for years, running it back. Um, but yeah, Man Boy, the realest character ever on Snowfall, and Franklin Saint got what he deserved. So good show. Mike, what'd you think? My guy P asked me to step in and talk some Snowfall finale. Um, so real quick, I mean, I don't usually do this, but um, I did enjoy the show. Um, I believe that, you know, the show... It, it was time for it to end. You know, John Singleton died uh, a couple seasons ago. Um, legendary John Singleton. And I think the show kind of, you know, went downhill a little bit in terms of just some some stuff that wasn't really realistic. Like, the uh, you guys remember the scene where the tiger was walking down the street? Like, John Singleton wouldn't have done that. Um, but I, I was impressed, you know, just with the overall... Um, development of characters like Damson Idris. I thought he was, you know, impressive and he truly mastered that role of playing Franklin. Um, I, I just thought it was an overall good show. Um, I didn't think Franklin would go out the way he did, but, um, Hey man, you, you can lose it all, man. You can lose it all, man. You know, Franklin's addiction was money and a lot of, you know, things and people were destroyed around him. Like, you know, the love of his life, Mel and, you know, Uncle Jerome, you know, the streets don't love anybody. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's what happened in that show. But I thought it was a great show. Um, Damson Andrews, Isaiah John, uh, Angela Lewis, who played Aunt Louie, um, was great. Um, Carter Hudson, who played Teddy McDonald, was good. Um, it made me hate him. Um, I mean, Joseph, who played Uncle Jerome, man, it was just a good show, man. Um, but I definitely think it was his time to end, but I thought it was a great show. But all I gotta say is, damn, Saint, <laughs> and I'm out.